Hey everyone, we're back! We're back, back, back! I'm joined by two good friends of mine, Laura Cress and Thomas Bex. Uh, it's been a while, we weren't able to record last month. And, but uh, how are you guys since then? Um, how are you, Laura? I'm good. I, I, I had a little bit of the old COVID, but I've recovered now and I, I feel pretty good. Yeah, we were supposed. I mean, we were supposed to record a, a few times, but yeah. uh, for multiple reasons, <laughs> yeah. not all bad. You know, we just couldn't find a time. Uh, I know I've been traveling, and Thomas, yeah. I know you were at home, and uh, Laura, you got the big C word. First mm. of us to to fall with it, but you're doing okay the now. Big C word. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope this sorry, is a little C word. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Is the C- you're COVID. not. You are not the big C word. You got. Nope. <laughs> Thank you very much for that clarification. I should say it's COVID. Yes. <laughs> Just wow, wow! I think that could be the end of a beautiful friendship right oh, there, dear. depending on the scene. Oh, this was a nice podcast, guys. Well, yeah, good night, going everyone. <laughs> well, no, it's good to see you alive and well and Thanks. alive. <laughs> you are alive. Yes. Uh, probably don't know where yes. I'm going to go with this. No, <laughs> I don't know. Well, and Thomas, uh, how, how are you doing since the last time we spoke? I'm okay. I'm okay. That's, that's good. Well, I'm doing okay as well. I wasn't feeling great today myself, so I took an um, antigen test, but it's negative. And again, I am alive and well. And I well am done. delighted to, again, speak with you guys, but I'm also a bit sad. Do you know why I might be sad? Ooh, because no. you can't make any punts. Well, we might all be alive, but yeah. it's something that apparently is dead, which we learned <laughs> a few weeks ago. Is it the adventure game genre? Is it point-and-click adventure games, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, excuse to me, but it was on the internet mm. um, that the adventure mm. games are now dead again, apparently. <laughs> um, did you guys know about this? Are you guys aware of this? Uh, I I wasn't aware because it's not true, Shosha, because <laughs> point-and-click adventure games definitely aren't dead or, or drying up or dying. Um, oh. This seems to happen every few months someone thinks they can so, say this. I certainly went to a funeral in the past few months, but oh. it wasn't yes. for the adventure game genre. No, exactly. No. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry to hear that, Thomas, yeah, uh, sincerely. Yes. I know you've been having a rough time, but yeah. yes, no, there were having one or two people who really should know better who have been saying again that the adventure game genre is dead. I guess it's just the thing, Shosh, if you get paid to talk about games, then clearly your opinion is more valid than others, even if it's wrong. But yeah. there, the, you the, um, there you go. There you go. The important thing is, is that we know it's not dead. Exactly. And I think most people would agree it isn't. Even, exactly. if, if, even if it's different from the 90s, the model is different. It, there's still plenty of great point-and-click adventure games out there. Exactly. Um, and also, I, th- I think that is a point worth discussing, maybe some other yeah. time, that depending on what you mean by adventure game or point-and-click adventure game, um, that it might be quieter. There, I think, there, as we know, there are many adventure games, point-and-click and otherwise. Anyway, shall we go into the news to prove yes. that... Uh, Otherwise, to say why we know that the adventure game genre is not only not dead or quiet, but it is alive and kicking. Mm, let's. Um, so what is the first thing that we can talk about? Oh, I, maybe what about Adventure X? That's yeah. coming back. You guys heard? Yeah. I thought, uh, isn't, isn't that dead? 
No, there you go. They're going to have nothing no. to talk about, are they? I know. Everything's dead. No, no games. Nothing I to mean, talk about, nothing to show, nothing to discuss. It's not like every year that they are inundated with mm. uh, requests from adventure game developers and they find it very difficult. And it's not like they are booked out in minutes, which they no, were exactly. last time. Now, they are, they have, it is true to have it, Avetrex has not been running as in its current form for the last two years because of COVID, but they did announce that so far, I mean, again, yeah, fingers crossed. It could, things could change. Uh, hopefully not, but uh, things could change depending on the COVID situation and everything. But they are going to come back on the 5th and 6th of November 2022 in London. No further details yet. Tickets haven't been on sale. I assume it's, uh, I mean, if it's like the last, uh, times it'll be in the British Museum, but um, again, we will give people more information as we get it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great to go back. Yeah, it was really actually it was the first time that we met Laura in person. Yes, yes. I think it was the yeah. last time we met Laura in yeah. person. It was also <laughs> yeah. the last time yeah. that we met the Laura. First and last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh oh damn you, COVID. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we can meet up again very soon. And I guess us. to explain if people don't know what it is, I mean it's kind yes. of obvious, but it is basically um a games convention for purely adventure games, narrative games, those kind of more indie type games that we cover really. So it's right up our street and loads of developers come they show off demos and things like that and there's talks um and it's just really good it's run by alistair beckett king who obviously knows what he's talking about and it does some very funny stuff himself um and yeah it's just really good yeah he is a comedian by nature so yeah. naturally he is and a very funny one a very good one um but yeah no adventure x will be back and again there's big name speakers uh such as charles cecil sometimes uh, usually goes john ingold and plenty of others so we'll see what happens this year uh the three of us will be there at least in some capacity hopefully maybe in some official capacity but we shall see um so that was adventure x uh also wanted to to mention that um Frogwares announced that Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter, is coming to Switch on April 7th. And also, they also announced that M for Mystery, the final Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 DLC, is out now. Now, the reason that I am mentioning this at the top, you know, the adventure game news, is because the, the developers are mainly based in Ukraine. So I think it's absolutely phenomenal that they are still working, um, despite everything going on. Um, you know, our best wishes to them. And they have also said that look, if we want to help them, that the best thing we can do is buy their games and help support them, that they are a completely indie studio. They don't get any uh, external funding. Now, they, they do have uh, teams and they do have, I believe, people in offices around different countries, including Ireland, but they are mainly based in Ukraine. Now, they're all doing okay, last that, uh, last that we heard. But yeah, people want to help out. You can pre-order Sherlock Holmes, The, uh, the Devil's Daughter, and uh, Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 as well has its final DLC and the money will be going straight to them. So, uh, again, very best wishes uh, to them and everyone in Ukraine. And also, now, it's two legends have are returning to the adventure game genre. Uh, Ken and Roberto Williams have revealed the name of their new adventure game, which is Colossal Cave Adventure 3D. Uh, and a Colossal Cave Adventure is the original adventure game. This was, yes. this was the very first, I believe, I may be wrong, but I believe it's the very first adventure game. It's a tech adventure. And it was the very first adventure game that Roberto Williams played all that time ago when, if anybody's read Ken Williams' book, uh, you can see how 
uh, this game came, how this came about, that he got computer and this game for Roberta Williams, basically because she was busy being a stay-at-home mom on her job, just for something for her to do, you know, a nice gesture. And she loved it so much that she wanted to make an adventure game, and the rest is history. Sierra was formed. We don't need to go down that path. But uh, so they are kind of returning to uh, to where it all began. But this game will be released in VR. And they have a trailer as well, which they released at GDC. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? I know, Thomas, you are out uh, of the three of us. I mean, we're all, you know, adventure game fans, Sierra fans, but you are, I think it's safe to say, the biggest Sierra fan. You probably played most of their games and when they released as well. So what what was your thoughts on, on this announcement? Any any time uh, the Williamses are back <laughs> in game making is obviously something to celebrate and uh, i did not see this coming to be honest <laughs> um but we are living in a uh, period in time where a lot of old stuff gets remade or reimagined or whatever and i think doing this in vr makes it harder for me to play because i don't have a vr set mm. although but it is on it, pc as well exactly so it is on pc and mac it's not yeah. just vr but yeah well it, it does make sense and if this is your if this is the first adventure game they played i honestly i don't recall playing it myself colossal cave i don't think i've played that one but i i started playing other adventure games uh not soon after in the in the early mid 80s so yeah let's see what uh, if they still got it yeah no it's uh and and again as uh, as you mentioned Tom, it makes sense in vr because they you know the williams and sierra under the williams were they were always at the forefront of technology i mean i know now we consider sierra games as retro but they weren't back in the 80s and 90s they were always at the forefront of new technologies trying new things they were a company of firsts so while vr has been out there for a number of years now um it, it makes sense that they would put their hat in for vr i think um, so yeah, I think it looks good. I think any time that the Williams are, name is involved, I think it's great that they're back in the games industry. And uh, and again, their situation—they don't need to be back making games. They've retired. They've become big names in the boating industry. They've been living comfortably off in retirement. So they're doing this purely because they want to. Again, I'm really curious. Um, like yourself, Tom's. I don't have a VR headset, but I don't know, Laura. Would you be interested in trying this in VR? Uh, or possibly yeah um, i know we've got a lot of games to play <laughs> yeah <laughs> possibly yeah i mean the thing is i i might like to stream it and i think it's quite hard to get the streaming together for vr but i'm i'm interested in it yeah it sounds you know a very simple concept you're just exploring a cave and there's treasure and things like that but it does sound cool yeah so we shall see then what that, that'll be coming out later this year i believe it's the summer 2022 they announced now it could be pushed back uh, but yeah, hopefully it will be good. And uh, from two legends to another legend is that uh, Dave Gilbert is coming back. He's uh, officially announced his new game, Old Skies, which uh, he said won't be released for another year or so. It's very late. But so it's a Dave time... Gilbert hobby of, of Watch It Eye. Exactly. Yeah, it's Dave Gilbert, Watch It Eye. He's made the Blackwell games and Unavowed. And this is him in particular who is working on Old Skies, which is a time travel adventure game. He released some screenshots and they look pretty good. It's his first game that's not, uh, not really pixel art. It is still 2D, I believe, but it has, he's going for a little bit of a different look with his artist Ben Chandler. And, um, again, we don't know much more than that, but it's really good to hear that he's coming back. 
and he'll be making another adventure game and time travel. It is also believe it's he made another adventure game called Old Skies for an adventure game jam about two years ago now that was 15, 20 minutes long. This, oh, I believe, okay. will be longer. <clears throat> yes. And, uh, full fledged. <laughs> I think we uh, can safely assume that it will be longer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very exciting that Dave Gilbert, he said, it would be back. He did say that he will include trailers or trailer and more information very soon. Also, with the news, uh, Disco Elysium. This is what you brought to us, Thomas. Disco Elysium and Life is Strange are being made into TV series. Um, now, it's still very early on in uh, in this, so they probably won't be ready for another couple of years at the very least. Um, and I believe it's from the same company that is, that is making the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, which I actually enjoyed the first Sonic movie, so it kind of bodes well. Uh, but again, what are your guys' thoughts as, uh, people who've played, well, Disco Elysium and Life is Strange? Uh, Thomas, since you brought the news to us, what, what is your opinion? <laughs> well, anything that brings more disco into my life is, is perfect, of course. Uh, I'm just wondering, what exactly they're gonna do with this release? I've, I've not played Life is, Life is Strange, so I, I. But I assume that's a fairly straightforward, linear story. Am I correct? Uh, yes, yeah, so there's different endings and yeah, there are different can, choices you different, make. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, But compared well, to yeah. disco, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. This Coliseum is, of course, uh, a point-and-click game disguised as a role-playing game, and it has a lot of uh, role-playing elements in there. Um, so are they going to adapt the world? Are they going to adapt this specific story? Or the, how, how are they going to do it? Because you can play this story in so many ways where the, the, the different political philosophies are so important in how you finish this game. I, I'm... I'm I have no idea how they're going to adapt this, but if they do, and if they manage to do it successfully, then, well, I hope more people will play uh, this Collision because it it's one of the best games ever made. So yeah, it's uh, certainly wouldn't. I mean, I I would as I say anything new disco related is great, but again, I have no idea how they're going to adapt adapt this because there is so much really good dialogue, but it's such a strange game. Uh, I mean, you've got a Thai talking to you. And if, if it works, I yeah. think it could be really, really good. But if it doesn't, it could just mm. be a mess. Because, ha- I mean, mm. unless the original creators and the original writers, but then writing for video games is very different to writing for a TV series, uh, you know, without the interactivity as well. So I don't know how it's going to work out, but presumably they're having their own uh, discussions about this. Now, we'll see if this sees the light of day, because it is still very early. Uh, but hopefully the, um, the people adapting it have actually played the game. Oh, you'd um, assume so, yeah. <laughs> well, you say, you say that because now I haven't seen the new Halo TV series, I haven't played the games, but one comment from the, the writers of the series, they said that they haven't played those games. Now it's, it's getting decent reviews, but I don't know. I just it's think get, that they, it's getting pretty good reviews, actually. Yeah. So it, you know, of course that doesn't always mean, but, um, yeah, hopefully they're at least aware of what made Disco great. And uh, so we shall see. And Laura, what is your opinion on Life is Strange TV series? Do you think this could work? Do you think yeah, this could make? Yeah, I think it could really work. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of um, shows that are kind of based around sort of teenage life and, you know, struck and supernatural stuff as mm. well. So that that's already proven to be kind of a, an int- uh, a topic that people are interested in watching. So I totally could see it working as a, a TV series. Um, much more than I could see Disco, I'll be honest, just yeah. because Disco is so obscure and not obscure but there's a lot going on and it's quite 
um you know it's there's a lot there's a lot happening um so i'm very interested to see what happens with them both fingers crossed they they both make it yeah um and hopefully the new life is strange series will be hella good mm-hmm. right yes, hopefully indeed. those characters yeah. in that same Let, oh let's hope they drop that part because that part was so annoying i mean i know there's a reason why it was said and everything but even so yeah yeah maybe uh they can get you know it, it they can sound like young girls talking mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be good wouldn't it yeah um well yeah so that will give more information as we hear that as well and then the two of you guys just saw, um, before we started, The Wolf Among Us 2, uh, we finally got the first, well, t- uh, trailer. We had a teaser trailer a couple of years ago. Then we heard nothing. And then it, uh, it dropped. It was announced by the Game Awards and it looks pretty good from what, obviously what we've seen. It looks good from what we've heard as well from the new CEO, uh, Jack O'Teal, I believe his name is. Um, he's, uh, he's nothing to do with the previous administration. He rebought Telltale after they collapsed and he has insisted that they have learned from the mistakes of the previous administration. They're not going to stretch themselves too thin and, you know, treating people better and that kind of thing. And what they said was that this game, all five episodes, he, he said, I believe will be finished, but then they will release them episodically. I believe that is so that uh, there won't be too long to wait between each episode. And it is mostly, most of the same people who made the first Wolf Among Us are working on this game as well, with the uh, names of different companies. So yeah, everything just seems good. You know, I, I know it might be hard at, some, at times to put the words good and CEO in the same sentence, but in this case, he seems to genuinely care about the game and the company and um everyone wants to make sure the game is done right they said i think 2023 is an initial start date or not really start at release date but they have said it will be released when it's ready that they will take their time which again i think makes sense but i know two of you guys see, seen the trailer um what what are your guys thoughts so again thomas will start with you i know you played the first game and you read fables which is what this game is based on yeah i, re- uh, I read the entire series of fables and i read it because i played the original game uh, and like me. i can yeah <laughs> and i consider the original wolf among us as one of the best point of one of the best adventure games it was so <laughs> so good and i was looking at the uh, the trailer because i i completely missed it um so i was just looking at it and it looks fantastic. It, it really has this, uh, this atmosphere, but also a bit of the Stranger Things atmosphere. Did you notice mm. it with the synth at the end and the, 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 the neon? It's almost like, uh, they, they, they're given it an, an, uh, an 80s shine, but yeah, it, it looks fantastic and I can't wait to play it. Uh, it's a good, it's a good time to be a Telltale fan because we get Wolf Among Us 2. We're getting a, an expanse a Telltale game coming up, uh, this year, late this year, I think. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to playing all those. Yeah, it's a really good time, I think. And uh, so, again, as I said, Telltale did collapse, but they were rebought. So it's the same company, but different ownership. Uh, and Laura, what did you think? Did you play the first Wolf Among Us? I did. <clears throat> yeah, mm. and I enjoyed it. Um, mm. I'm looking forward to this one. The trailer makes it look really sort of cinematic and exciting. It's got a kind of sort of 80s feel as well, which I'm into, like with the soundtrack. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely, I'll definitely get it when it comes out, and um, just hope hopefully that's fairly soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully. So at least probably another year we have to wait, mm. which um, is actually fine because there's so many games yeah, to play exactly, things to yeah. do. but yeah we will again i'm sure the three of us will be talking about that uh once the game is released and then another big studio 
announced officially announced their new game. Uh, Inkle Studios announced their new game, a Highland song, and they released a trailer. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to check out the trailer um, because I know everyone's been busy, but have you heard anything about this game, a Highland song? Yeah, now this has been teased for a little while that mm. they were doing something to do with the, the Highlands and something was happening. So I knew that that's where it was being set. This was They've been working on this before Overboard came out, so it, it's been mm. a little while. Um, and it's interesting, really, because it's, um, it's, it's got very a bit different. Of, yeah, very different. It's got platforming and, and sort of rhythm mechanics. So very more of a kind of what they're calling a 2.5D side scroller. Um, mm. So it, very different to their more narrative-based games, but I'm, I'm guessing there'll still be a very strong story involved. I'm sure, yeah. Now, the, the music will feature a lot in the game. It is by uh, composer Lawrence Chapman and um, also two uh, uh, studios in the Scottish folk scene, Talisk and Fort Moon. And I believe they've um, they've won several awards. Mm. And um, according to Steam page, they will combine virtuosic instrumental playing with fast, inventive rhythms to produce new tu- new tunes in traditional styles played with beauty, energy, and swagger. And that will feature in the game if you see in the trailer um, with the platform to jump. I think on the the tunes to create music. Yes, um, it follows this girl Moira, doesn't it? And she's sort of traveling yeah. through the Scottish Highlands. And then, as you say, she's jumping on these different points and that's like creating music and rhythm and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so again, anything by Inca Studios, I think they've uh, they, they've earned um, oh, yeah. to be automatically interested. <laughs> it's in it's almost game. as if Inkle is deciding for let's make a good game in every genre we can. Basically, <laughs> so it's yeah. just waiting for their for their first person shooter to show up. So yeah, <laughs> with narrative and adventure game elements. But exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, no, looking forward to that. Uh, then it was also announced a few weeks ago that Microids will make two new Hercule Poirot games. Now, I haven't played uh, any of the, uh, the latest games, ABC Murders and their latest uh, Poirot game, the Eric Cases, but I'm a huge Agatha Christie fan, so I will play those games, hopefully, at some point. And they've announced two new games, with, again, another one of those games being an original game as well. So I really want to play those two games again. And then we got to final to uh, finish off with the news. We have uh, two adventure games that uh, we've been following for quite a while. They have release dates. Uh, Chinatown Detective Agency will be out on April 7th. And Crowns and Pawns Kingdom of Deceit will be out on May 6th, but of 2022. So I know Chinatown Detective Agency we're all looking forward to. And I know, Thomas, you in particular, you said that you'll, you'll be looking forward to playing that. Yes. In particular, yes. I backed it on Kickstarter as well. Same, same. And um, mm. I, I love the demo, and it has that the, the Where in the World is Carmen San yes, Diego uh, idea. It's inspired, uh, I mean, loosely, I think, by... Yeah, yeah by, but it totally managed to capture that feel. Yeah. And it uh, it's cyberpunk, so, uh, yeah, it's ticking a lot of boxes for me. And, um, yeah, looking forward to playing this one. And some real investigative. You have to do some uh, real-world... Out of game, yeah, real-world yeah. investigative. So you have to Google, uh, you have to actually Google stuff or look... Maybe look mm. look them up in the uh, the old uh, Encyclopedia Britannica or something like that. Uh, but yeah, you have to uh, go outside of the game to uh, to look up stuff, uh, which I think is cool. Which is a cool idea. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I got stuck in the demo. I got I I uh, not it doesn't say much for me, but I think I needed a, not a walkthrough, but some help very very early on. But I don't know. Maybe I wasn't looking to clues well enough. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
And um, then Crowns and Pawns, Kingdom of Deceit, which is from the developers who made the Broken Sword fan game, Broken Sword 2.5. Now, I say fan game, but this got the seal of approval from Charles Cecil and Revolution Studios, and it got pretty good reviews. Now, maybe not quite as good as Broken Sword 1 and 2, but then again, what is? Um, the very fact that it's, um, it's being compared to that, it didn't really stand out, you know, it wasn't really considerably weaker, I think is really good, that they've already shown that they're really good writers and developers. And they've been working on this game for a while, uh, which is set in their native Lithuania, but even the, the protagonist is from Chicago, but she goes to... Lithuania. It's another real-world conspiracy thriller, um, much like the Broken Sword games, um, I believe. And uh, yeah, that will be out on May the 6th. Uh, well, before we get to the reviews, actually, uh, first of all, I wanted to announce that we uploaded our first video. Well, it's mainly me, but if you wanted to see trailers for most of these games that we talked about in the news, you can see that on our YouTube channel. And it's a video now. You can get to see me. Yay! Don't worry, don't <laughs> see me that often it is mainly the trailers of these games in one video you get to see trailers of the wolf among us 2 of uh kenny roberto williams new game um highland song and a couple of other games that might not be that much in the mainstream media the, i'm going to get the name the lost oregon city gold from the developers of internet court which i know laura and i really enjoyed that seems to be quite different it's inspired by carol reed and then another uh rpg adventure game monochrome rpg which is uh filled with puns you play as a comedian as a troupe troupe artist you need to get your troupe together and i really love the art style so that's included as well uh so yeah you can check us out on youtube now and we'll hopefully have more videos like that in the future you can also if you wish check us out on patreon so uh in patreon you will get these episodes out before anybody else you will also get some extras. I've done some interviews with developers uh, that are spoiler filled. So with Agustin Cortez, with James Dearden, and the developers of Interrogation and several others. And, uh, and you also get to help us out. We do have a great community there who are helping us out. Thank you so much to our Patreon developers. This will help ensure that we can, uh, continue to, um, to, well, to carry on and record with hopefully decent equipment. <laughs> Uh, that is thanks to you guys. So you can check us out at patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. And yeah, you can check us out on our socials, Facebook, mainly on Twitter and Discord, I think at this stage, also Instagram, but Discord, we've got a, uh, take a lively community. So you can check us out there. Now, no, Thomas, uh, you haven't had a chance to play any games. I know in your circumstances, that's perfectly, you know, reasonable. But again, feel free to interject with, uh, with games that me and Laura are, are playing. You can let us know which games if any you're most interested in i played a game called the whisperer oh. so so i think i should uh talk about this game <laughs> it's got all batman. Whispering. i'm batman <laughs> yes you play as batman <laughs> you play as uh we well, don't play as batman okay I think that's enough you play as uh, this is set in lower canada in 1814 and in this game you have to investigate an abandoned trading post because two winterers who were there they've gone missing so you're a voyager for the northwest company you were asked to investigate their disappearance so you have to um, explore the surroundings explore the house and then find out what happened to them and i don't want to give too much more away because it's a short game it took me about 45 50 minutes it is a prologue to the Whispering Valley, which will be the full-length game, which is coming out this year, 2022. It's a first-person game. It's similar to Scratches, 
and uh, the Dark Eye. It was inspired by those games. And uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I mean, there's not a huge amount to do. It is short, but I love the, I mean, I love anything snowy. I love, you know, these snowy effects in games. Uh, there's just something about them. And so I loved, you know, exploring this region, these surroundings. It is suitably creepy and it gets really, really creepy towards the end of this game. I don't want to give too much away. I believe it was in French, but with English subtitles. Um, some puzzles, you know, again, to find keys. Uh, for example, there's snow in the way of doors, so you have to try and find ways. But all of the solutions were logical. You know, there's no point that I felt, um, you know, gee, that would never happen. It's realistic enough. And, uh, I don't know if it's, uh, it's free on, see, well, it's 399, so it's still very cheap. And again, I know probably the, the thing that might be against it for most people would be its short length. But I think that for what we get, it was pretty good for 45, 50 minutes. I did really enjoy it. Very atmospheric. And it's, uh, it was well worth it. And based on what I've seen, I am really interested in the full game coming out later this year, The Whispering Valley. So it is from Studio, uh, and apologies for my French, Studio Chien d'Or. So I believe that's... Chien uh, Thank you. Uh, that is <laughs> Golden Dog Studio in English, I believe. Yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, so looking forward. So I encourage people to check that out. Anything else you want me to talk about about that game? Oh, it's quite, it sounds interesting. I'll definitely check it or, out. Sometimes it's nice when things are a bit shorter and you can just absolutely. finish it one go. You know? yeah, yeah, this is definitely. a game you can play 45 or maybe a bit longer, depending on how long it takes you to resolve the puzzles. Um, but yeah, that's it. I really enjoyed it. We really encourage people to check it out. And then before we get to Laura, the latest game that I played, this is from my Switch, is Dexter Stardust Adventures in Outer Space. So this is an episodic game, but all of them are released in one game. Uh, there are five episodes, I believe, altogether. They're you know, short enough. So this is inspired by Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, that we might have grown up watching. Um, so basically, very quickly, stories you play as Dexter Stardust. It is set in the future, and uh, you and your partner, you own a taco business along with your uncle. So you then have to um, go to different planets in the solar system, try to expand your taco business to try and get together with other businesses to, for franchising opportunities. But then with one uh, one planet, there is this robot. And again, backstory is that these freezing robots, they destroyed Earth, uh, pretty much. And, uh, but this freezing robot, he finds you, he, he saves your life. And then he says that Dexter Stardust is up to you to save the world. But then something happens to him and they need to find <laughs> out what happened to you. So basically, why? Why is it up to you, Dexter? to save the world. So it's the graphics are really good in this game. I really, really liked it. Um, they're, again, 3D, but cartoony graphics. And I really love the animations and the cutscenes are really good. They are, again, like it, you know, Saturday morning cartoon uh, TV It, it reminds me of uh, Futurama. Yes, that is what... Uh, I could put the nail, but you hit the nail on the head. The robot in particular... Uh, similar to Futurama. It is mostly a comedic game. Um, and it's definitely inspired by LucasArts and by games of that type. Uh, one of the most impressive things about, I think, is the puzzles. The puzzles, they, uh, some of them do get more challenging, but they're never illogical. There is never any moon logic. I think if anything, you, you do get a lot of hints in the game. 
uh, you know, from character interactions. You do get even from scrolling in the inventory. So the puzzles, they're pretty much as you'd expect uh, inventory puzzles. You need one object to use on another. You need to interact with things. Uh, the story I found to be interesting. It, every episode ends on a cliffhanger. And so that makes me, made me want to continue playing to find out what happened. The voice acting was decent. Now, I believe it was mainly Friends, the developer who did the voice uh, acting. Now, he, he was inspired by Friends of his for the characters. And they provided the voiceovers as well. I think it is better. The voice actor is better in other games. For example, Dave Gilbert games, Wajidite, and the voice actor is better, but it's decent in this game. It's not, it's not bad, especially considering, uh, I don't know if they're professional or not, but it's, you know, it's, it's decent. The, the music was really good. And now I do have to say one thing, however, that I wish that they had included is, um, it, the game was a little bit imbalanced with terms of puzzles and, Story. So even though the puzzles weren't illogical, I think uh, there was a bit. There could have been a better balance. So, for example, most episodes you have more focus on story, and then I believe with episode three, you don't have a lot of story and a lot of puzzles at the beginning. Before you click on episodes, uh, you have a chart, so you can t- say how long the episode is, uh, how much of the episode focuses on story, and how much focuses on puzzles. So for this particular episode it's the longest but it's because there are more puzzles but it did feel like oh, so it he, tells you how much there is of story and puzzles before yes. you start oh that's yeah. interesting that's quite unusual yeah now I, episode two was my favorite because there was a good balance of story and puzzles um and in the chart it was kind of 50 50 so you do get some plot progression and then some puzzles as well then plot progression whereas in episode three just at the beginning you're told a story and then, so you need to find all these parts and then you need uh, other puzzles, but there's very little story progression until the very, very end. And I felt like just for this episode that the characters, they were there mainly for puzzles. And I kind of got, uh, you know, I didn't find it as interesting when it was just puzzle upon puzzle upon puzzle. So even though I didn't have an issue with the puzzles themselves, I thought there were too many puzzles in this episode. I think it would have been better if it ha- if the, the, there had been a better balance, like in episode two, because then ep- the last episode, episode four, there was again more focus on the story. But yeah, overall, I did really enjoy it. It's a fun game. I had a good time playing it. Overall, it's not that long. You could play this, I think, in a couple of days or a few days. Uh, okay, how many time. episodes are there again, sorry? Uh, there are, I think, five. F- five, but the first yeah, episode is episode zero. So it's episode zero, then one, two, three, four. So okay. I might look, there are four episodes, but right. uh, I think the episode zero, zero is a prelude, which also there is a developer commentary um, in the game. And one thing I have to mention that I did really like on the Switch is my first point-and-click adventure game I've played on the Switch. I have played other adventure games, but not point-and-click. And the controls, I was a little bit uh, worried because I was wondering how will point-and-click work on the Switch, but it works really, really well. It's, I would say, close to perfection. Uh, you have every, um, you have all the interactions on the switch, you know, what each button does at all times on the screen, but they're not intrusive. They're not in the way of, uh, the, the screen. And at no point was I confused about what button should I press, you know, to do what, you know, to examine, to talk, to pick up and interact with. And the developer commentary, I didn't listen to all of it because there might be some spoilers, but I think it's from what I did hear, it was really nice to hear the background to the game 
and to the particular puzzles and particular scenes in the game. So, yeah, uh, I would recommend it's available on Steam and on Nintendo Switch. And it is Dexter Stardust Adventures in Outer Space. And it is from Dexter Team Games. And the developer is uh, Jeremy Fry. And, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend people want, you know, like a traditional adventure game that's fun to play, that's comedic, and like, like a, you know, lighthearted, uh, with a good story as well. Um, I would definitely recommend it. So, Laura, I've got a question. <laughs> mm, I wonder what that question's going to be. <laughs> Who's Lila? Yeah, it's or very Lila? good. <laughs> it's Lila, yes, oh, it's okay. Lila, <laughs> yes, yeah. Very good. Yes, I was waiting for that. Um, who's Lila? Well, Who's Lila is a game, sure, sure, by Garage Sheathen, the developers, um, which came out in February this year. Very interesting and unusual game, this one. Probably one of the most unusual games I've played ever, I would say. Um, it, it's got an interesting sort of graphical feel. It's sort of um, what you call one pit one bit sorry uh graphical um which means it's kind of in this pixelated shade and it's got two tones um of um color so it's normally black and white the idea is um you play a, a bit of a loner guy called will who is friends with somebody called tanya kennedy at school um she goes missing and you a lot of people believe are the last person who might have seen her alive um, and so people are sort of questioning you and um, asking you, you know, what's happened. You are also trying to get to the bottom, it seems anyway, as the character, about what happens. What makes this so unusual, though, is rather than just speaking to people at the school and speaking to the police or whatever and choosing text responses, instead, um, you've got a close-up of your own face on the right-hand side of the screen. And the idea is, is that Will is not very good at expressing emotions. So you have to help him express express these emotions and that's how you reply to things so someone might ask you when was the last time you see Tanya and rather than just you know clicking a text reply instead you have to show a facial expression so you do this by clicking on the actual face itself physically and you know if you want to show a smile you have to press the lips up to show a smile if you want to show surprise you have to move will's eyes upwards um and there's loads of there's a couple of expressions you could do smile sad um disgust um all the uh, surprise scared a couple of things like that and the different expressions you choose will then open up and unlock different options of response from the people you're speaking to and different endings. Um, there are 15 endings in this game. A lot of them, you know, you will have to replay parts of the game again to get to. Um, but it's it's a very unusual game in that sense. And it's quite fun to do, especially at the beginning, you know, just choosing random options of, um, of expressions just to see how people will react because a bit like with the telltale games with walking dead where like if you do if you say a certain thing it will say you know clementine will remember this it's the same thing with this if you if you smile in a weird situation where for example someone's scared and and you smile it will say this looked weird because <laughs> it, it it would be weird um <laughs> And, and so that's kind of how it progresses. And then someone might not tell you information because they're like, well, that was a weird thing to do. So they won't tell you something or they might do something else. It gets very unusual, this game. And that is only the start of it. There's references to cults. There's the supernatural. There, there's a lot going on in this game. You know, you travel to different locations by either there's a map and you put in locations, um, you put 
inputs locations by text or there's locations that you find on um as you go along and that gets entered into your map um and you sometimes will go back in in the past to these locations so you're not always in the present you're maybe revisiting a house party that you first met tanya at and there's just a lot of strange things happening in in this game it's really quite hard to explain how weird and i would say quite dark it's a disturbing game there are some scenes where you are made to feel quite uncomfortable and maybe that's because it's got quite a it obviously has taken a lot of inspiration from david lynch films Mm. it's clear there's a there's a scene where there's a blue velvet uh, the film Blue Velvet poster on the wall. It feels a lot like Twin Peaks at parts because there's just stuff that doesn't make any sense and it's very surreal. Um, but I, I, I still really enjoyed it. Um, there's also points where it asks you to decipher stuff by going into the real world. So I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's some sort of alternate reality bits where it gives you, for example, a social media page that they've actually created in the real world. You have to go into that page and l- mm. look at it for clues. There's some Someone's mentioned maybe that they're at an address and you have to copy that address and put it into the game and then you'll discover a new place, which is really cool and there's, cool. there's yeah there's bits of that that are actually quite obscure that if i hadn't used a walkthrough i wouldn't have discovered because you really have to there's some clues in the game that you have to you there's bits where you have to search into the game's own files <clears throat> you have to change uh, something with your computer in one stage to to change the game and there's even a, a, a dlc that you have to download which then unlocks different things if you play it alongside with the game i don't want to give too much away but there's, it's very inventive and very creative my my only sounds issue, very meta yes Ooh. it's very meta and there's that kind of plays into what's going on in the game with the sort of cults and things it's sort of a cult of the internet that's happening and um it goes more into detail it's still very confusing <laughs> i would say <laughs> that the story is a bit odd um but i did enjoy it for the most part the only thing i would say is because there's so many of these endings uh, and part of it is each time you get an ending you get a tarot card which you then discuss with um, this sort of weird detective who's investigating the case um, and there's no real true ending they're all just separate endings they kind of have a discussion about the fact that any of these endings could have happened and none of them could have happened and you're kind of left to feel like oh okay so what's actually going on here I don't I don't really know. <laughs> and mm. I got all the endings and I was still a bit, I think there were some secret ones I didn't get. Um, but I was still left a bit like, okay, so what What did happen then? Who is Lila? What's going on? Um, uh. And Yeah, so that is the only issue. Like halfway through, I was like, this game is amazing because mm. you were having to search through, you know, these social media pages, do all this different stuff. And I was like, this is so inventive and unusual. And I still stand by that. It's one of the most creative adventure games I've played in a long, long time. But I just think it's a shame it just didn't doesn't bother to tie it together. And I know why it's done that because it's kind of done it on purpose to to sort of fit the the narrative but it just leaves you a bit like uh, i know someone else who played this who said well i played about halfway through and i left it at that because i kind of saw all i wanted to see um so mm. and it's, it's just a bit of a shame because the that's rest a shame really yeah, for, yeah for yeah. a narrative game i mean that's not good mm. <laughs> for a narrative game <laughs> was it was yeah. it someone who writes about games for a living no I, no it's not <laughs> no 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 it was someone who actually knew what they were talking about. Okay. <laughs> so someone who has this as a, as a hobby, who really enjoys the hobby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that, that's, so that's been my the issue. ending. Yeah, but it sounds like, 
Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Laura, but do you seem to like uh, these unusual kind of games if something that appeals mm, yeah. to you? I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Very if they're done ma- well, and for yeah. the most part, this was. Yeah, well, it wasn't. Well, it's not a gimmick. That the sure. whole facial thing isn't just a gimmick. It makes sense for the character because it's never really explained why he can't tell expressions very well. Whether he has some form of autism, maybe, or maybe he mm. just doesn't. You know, he's had some kind of traumatic experience, but it makes sense for him because he's he's a bit odd. He's a bit of a loner. Uh, he doesn't really connect well with people. So it makes sense that y- you have to do this. You know, he practices expressions in the mirror before he goes to school so that he can try and get it right. So it's not just like a weird thing like, hey, mm. we've got this weird gimmick. It, it does make sense for the character. Cool. Well, I'm just really on Steam. and uh, It has yeah. overwhelmingly positive reviews uh, recently. And just reading through some of the reviews now, don't hope that this is not a spoiler. We kind of mentioned one person just said this is a Mark Zuckerberg simulator. <laughs> I don't know what they mean by that. Uh, well, another person <laughs> oh. said, "Step into Mark Zuckerberg's daily struggle as he forces yourself to act like a human to get through the day." <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe they're, t- they're either taking a jibe at Mark Zuckerberg there or the fact that it's kind of about uh, the, there's a sort of cult of the internet thing going on and, and that kind of plays into it. Mm. Um, so I kind of get what they're going on with there. I mean, as someone else who said here, if you want an ultra meta ARG twist on the classic whodunit, you're in luck um, if you want that kind of thing. And I would agree with that. It's it's a very unusual type of detective story, which I, you know, I'm here for. I mean, yeah. someone else has compared it to Oprah Din, her story um, and Hypnospace Outlaw um, all really good titles (laughs) yeah I think the comparison with Oprah Din is more the way it looks Yes, I would. I would say that. Although there, there is some kind of detective element that you, but it's definitely not. It's there's not loads of puzzles. I would say it. You know, there's many. It's it's a lot more about just walking about. You can you do pick up some objects in your inventory and you have to use them, but the, most of the detective work is in the sort of alternate reality elements. Right, and now again, it's going to be the first line of one scene review to just say this game. Who boy. And then it talks more <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, I think it is worth noting again. It's very disturbing. Mm, this is not a game for children at all. It's <laughs> definitely a horror game. There are some quite dark scenes. I would say it actually gets past those scenes. There's like maybe only one or two where I was like, well, I'm, I was actually glad I wasn't streaming it because I was like, <laughs> this would be unpleasant for everybody mm. to, wa- to be watching. Um, so that's the big warning. But I still... Um, really enjoyed it and it wasn't too much I felt there's a very sinister creepy atmosphere throughout the game the the definitely the soundtrack helps that like it's all kind of synthy um, again the ominous kind of David Lynch style um, sound but I think that that worked for the game and it wasn't too much there was only one scene where I was like oh and when I had to replay it I, I took my headphones off because I just didn't want to hear it but oh. that was the only one yeah Oh, I am very curious. Yes, yes. I, <laughs> I mean, I be. would be interested in doing a spoiler <laughs> yeah, episode yeah. just to, if I get around to playing it. But uh, yeah, you're selling the hell out of this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really it curious. Is, it is good. And it just came out of nowhere. This yeah, is the I, thing. I, I haven't I heard it until it was being released. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I do, you know, I, that is my only thing, though, that it mm, just just mm. g- goes out, uh, just dies dies out a little bit. Um, there is, I will say as well, one thing. Uh, you can save whenever you want, Joshua. There's yes. manual saves, yes. uh, which is useful. You do really need to do it because, you, you know, uh, near the end, if you're trying to get all the endings, you've got to 
sort of do facial expressions in the right order and I ended up using a walkthrough just to know exactly what I had to do there is an easy mode as well because in the normal mode when you're pulling these expressions your face changes again and you have to keep sort of fighting your face to make sure it looks the way you want it to look um so there's an easy mode where you don't have to fight the face and the face just stays blank so if you're having trouble you know they've done things there's a hotspot highlighter so they've really they have really thought about you know helping people out Making it accessible. No, that, that's yeah. good. And it's optional if you wanted to play the game uh, as it was intended or as... Um, yes, yes, it's optional. Back. You can choose that yeah. or not, yeah. Uh, cool. Now, also, Kieran in our Discord has also played... I know you were discussing it with him. Uh, with yes. spoilers. He said it, uh, that it was very unsettling. Yes, as you yes. Mentioned. I mean, it's <laughs> deeply unsettling. Yes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, no, I'm really curious. I want to try, try this because I love detective games and this game, it looks different to anything. I can't know, it like, might look similar to Old Pretend, but I, I can't think of another game where you have to focus on the expressions as well like yeah. you do in this game. Um, I so. think I'm just looking to see how long I played and I did get all the endings but I did use a, a walkthrough for some of the more obscure ones right. so it was about 8.8 hours it took me to get those 15 endings but one of the endings you can probably get within 15 minutes so it's just how long you want to explore the game and get out of it really but you, you could technically end the game in 15 minutes and do one ending and that's it but I'd say don't do that because you won't have explored half of it (laughs) (laughs) okay uh well yeah so that is who's lila and uh still have to think if you want to find out who's lila maybe play the game you might still not know who lila is Mm, yes according to laura but uh, sounds like a really curious game so that is available on steam i believe that's right yes it's available on steam i think that's the only place it's available at the moment let me just have a very quick uh look because as i said it kind of came out of nowhere and it was uh, just quite an unusual. Yeah. I've, I don't know much about Garage Heathen as well. I'll de- oh, it's on itch.io as well. Um, Perfect. So you can also get it on. So how, how did it get to you? Was it through Adventure um, Gamers? Yes, that's right. So I'm reviewing it for Adventure Gamers, and I did also hear someone on Twitch mention it, um, and that got my interest up. And then when it was, um, they were talking about who wanted to review it for Adventure Gamers, I put my hand up. Cool. Well, so we'll be able to read your review as well. Yes. Yes. Um, Cool. And also needed to mention that Dexter Stardust, you can also save manually. So thank you, developers of that uh, game as well. <laughs> Forgot to mention that a big plus. Guys, um, I know that that is important to you, but what is important to me is how is the walking speed? Mm, oh, uh, uh, well, Flora, you can go first. Uh, in Who's Lila, you can run a bit quicker um, because of it being kind of a horror game. I guess there is a there is an element of not walking too quickly because that's kind of a, a an element in horror games but i wouldn't say you know you can you can fa- you can double click actually and it will transport you to the next I location i love that already so there you go they have thought of that yeah the games that i played the whisperer um it's you don't actually walk it's, it's very old school like kind of scratches or like you just click on the screens and you you move so you can do that relatively quickly so you don't actually walk um, you just it's uh, you just click on the screens to move from one screen to the next, and um, with Dex with Stardust, I don't remember being an issue. I think uh, I double clicked on whatever control on, and you can go faster. So the walking speed wasn't an issue as far as that concerned. Could, I mean, if you just single click, it would you know be quite slow, but you can double click. So I don't think you'd have an issue with that, Thomas. Good, 
which is good. Again, you know, thank you to developers for making the games accessible for diff- for people who like different things as well. So I just wanted to mention as well that uh, Kieran from the Discord, from our Discord channel, he also reviewed a new game that a lot of people have been talking about. Have you guys heard of pl- um, Perfect Tides? Yeah, I really want to play it. Um, yeah. I, I I really want to play it because uh, uh, partly because of Kieran's suggestion. Yeah. And, yeah, I've heard I, other I think it sounds good. Reviews of it that have been good. I'll just read it very quickly what he said that he's playing current uh, Perfect Tides. He said, it is absolutely brilliant. You play as Mara, a 15-year-old girl navigating relationships online and offline around the year 2000. The game is funny, thoughtful, moving, all the good stuff. The writing is excellent. A large number of characters, many of whom are teenagers, are all distinct and believable. So many of the lines feel meticulously crafted to get across lots of detail with the characters, philosophical and emotional states, despite the actual content of most conversations being banal. Now, the control scheme, on the other hand, is awful. He said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really great recommendation there. Well, no, he yeah. said, it's the scheme from old Sierra games, and I don't get okay. on with it at all. So, you know, fair enough. Other people might like it. But even that can't make me want to stop playing. If you have any interest at all in an experience of teenagerdom at the turn of the millennium, check out Perfect Tides. It'll make you laugh and cry. It's great. And I believe he mentioned below that uh, to someone who said that they would play it because, based on his recommendation, uh, that this uh, he'll have so many thoughts on this for many years to come. Very glad that the other person enjoyed. Uh, so yeah, Perfect Ties, which is available on Steam. If you want to check out, we can include uh, in the show notes as well. So thank you, Kieran. I think that is it for all the games that uh, we played this week. So uh, now, Thomas, I know you're you're back in Ireland, and I know that you've been going through a lot the last uh, while so it's understandable that you haven't been able to get playing any games or anything but is there anything you'd like to mention are you playing any games or any series or books or anything at all uh well i'm, I'm hoping to get back into playing games again so uh i i haven't decided on which ones but there's i've plenty in my uh, in my game library to uh, to look at i'm currently reading well reading is maybe an understatement i'm devouring the expanse <laughs> books yes uh, by uh, James S. A. Corey. They are truly fantastic sci-fi books. Uh, there's a, a, a TV show on Amazon, and but the books are go even beyond what the TV show does. And uh, I started reading them a while ago. I'm now about almost halfway book five of nine. Wow. So uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm I'm loving these books. So I highly recommend those uh, if you love uh, sci-fi or good storytelling and very strong female characters. Also, by the way, mm. very strong female characters. Yeah, I got I finished the first book. Uh, in that series just a few days ago. And again, I loved it. Um, I loved it's fast paced, but also has great characters because I find a lot of books that are fast paced, uh, they do that at the expense of characterization, but this uh, one gets that absolutely not. Balance, yeah. Uh, yeah. just right. And I can't wait to watch a TV series now. If that's anything go by the books. I've just, um, I think what you mentioned about female characters, there's only really one Naomi in the first book, but I, I am aware that I think there are others. Uh, later on, yeah, the um, TV show is a bit uh, is is a bit adapted uh, is adapted mm. a bit differently because obviously they had way more characters that that and are entered into the into book two, but they also already bring them on in season one. So there's a different balance in the TV show. But uh, reading the books, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to read all of them in one go and then uh, completely revisit the TV show as well. So uh, cool. yeah, and then um, uh, one other thing is that uh, Peacemaker. The uh, mm. show based on the Suicide Squad character is now available in the UK and Ireland. And uh, I watched all nine episodes last Sunday, and it's awesome. 
Go watch it. If you're into superhero stuff, you're gonna if you love the, the Suicide Squad and we saw that one in Dublin when I was mm-hmm. visiting you, that Peacemaker is definitely a show you wanna check out. Yeah, so this is the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> the, the good movie. <laughs> um, and where can you watch that, sorry? Yes, where Yeah, on which... Sky or Now I I watch it through Now T V. Cool. Okay, so yeah, available now on Sky TV. It's available in the States as well, but uh, we don't know where. <laughs> yeah, the States is on, HB- on HBO Max. So if you're oh, outside cool. of, uh, yep. but we're not getting HBO Max yet because Sky has all the cool all the yeah. licenses. So cool. Uh, well, thank you, Thomas. I mean, we'll see if you do get a chance uh, to play the games, or if not, we'll hear. I'm sure some recommendations of uh, other things. But uh, thank you. And uh, Laura, are you playing any games or watching a TV series, reading any books? I'm playing a lot of Elden Ring. Um, oh, yes. I'll be honest. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm impressed that you ha- actually had time to do the podcast. Mm. <laughs> because I, I've heard yeah. it's a long game. Oh, God, it's so long. I've probably done about 44 hours, and I've maybe oh, wow. done about 12% of the game, I would say. Oh, um, wow. Is, is it I challenging? Mean, because I've heard it's a very hard game. Souls. Yeah, it is pretty hard. I mean, I've played all the Dark Souls games, so I kind of sort of knew what to expect, but it's still very different. Um, I've been enjoying a lot of that. I will say, obviously, that is to complete the entire game, like to do everything in the game, not just mm. the main story. The main story, I'm about a third of the way through. Okay. So, uh, what, 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 are, what are your thoughts so far? I oh, it's mean, great. I yeah. love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, this is it's very uh, good. This is also, I believe it was co-written or had some involvement from yeah. George or Martin. I yeah. don't know how much involvement he did have. No, <laughs> I don't know why. I'll be honest. Be honest. Mm. Hey, at least uh, I've heard some good things about it. And again, very briefly, where, do you think that games like this should have an easy mode or are you okay playing it that it's, hard and challenging or what do you what do you think i don't think it should i think they kind of have put elements to make it easier in this game so very quickly with bosses with most of the bosses you can summon these sort of spirit animals to help you and that does take some of the heat off the problem is they i feel they've like realized that that's the case and therefore made the bosses harder because of that so you know you almost have to rely on these kind of summons if you want to get further rather than doing it on your own so i i don't think it needs an easy mode i think one or two of the bosses they've clearly ramped up the difficulty expecting people to like summon things Uh, and that does mean if you don't you you are stuck it is hard um but no i don't think they they should have an easy mode i think this is the most accessible game they've done i've seen loads of people who haven't touched any of the other dark souls games play this because it's so it's an open world if you get stuck Mm. at a boss just go away and level up somewhere else and it's huge it's huge i wish i had time to play it yeah i mean i i know people who've probably put about 150 hours into it um how do people just about finished i know i I know a few of those as well yeah they they can't stop playing this game how do you find the time do people i don't know i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) i don't know Oh, well, I thought I'd put in a lot, but not really. <laughs> no, well, well, I'm delighted to hear you're enjoying it. Are you playing any adventure games or you still don't know yet? <laughs> um, well, I probably will give Perfect Tide to go, to be honest, yeah, because of uh, the really recommendations. And, yeah. uh, and, well, cool. Well, I'm glad to hear you're enjoying uh, Elden Ring. And uh, <laughs> also, hopefully next time we get to hear you review on the, you also played Conway. I yes, believe. that's right. Yes, um, we had so much news this time. I know around. that we <laughs> that we <laughs> had to put we'd... some things aside. Yeah. But hopefully next time or yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, the other Alfred Hitchcock-like game. I know you reviewed Vertigo. 
Oh, yes. Uh, the, the, <laughs> is it, maybe it's the latest in a Susan Marty series. <laughs> yes, Susan Marty may may appear again. Oh, well, we shall see. Maybe <laughs> Su- Susan Marty looks out window and sees a murder. Or does oh, there he? There you go. <laughs> because he's still suffering from vertigo. Uh, yeah. Maybe that could be a title. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's well, another great title, sure, sure. <laughs> Thank you. I know, I know people should really, I mean, they should really pay me. I think companies, and they say yeah. the genre is dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I am playing a game. I, I mean, I don't think I'm really able to talk about it. I'm playing an early access where the developers were very kind to, to give me. It's a long game. It's a lot longer than I thought, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, uh, it's, uh, I'm over 12 hours, 14 hours in, and I'm still not finished. I think there's a fair chunk to go. I'm looking forward to reviewing it. I'm looking forward to the game being released because I think people will really enjoy it. People will really enjoy it. It is, uh, it is a traditional and modern adventure game at the same time, point and click. And, um, looking forward to talking about that in more detail. Uh, also looking forward to playing the new Siberia game, which dropped and which has been getting some good reviews. Um, now, I enjoyed Siberia 3, I think about it a few people, and I did finish it up until the end, and I I did enjoy the ending. Okay, it's not as good as the first two, I think. There is probably a little bit too much with the Ukles, but I still did did like it, I think, a lot more than I expected. So I'm really looking forward to playing Siberia The World before, I believe, so I'll be playing that next. Um, on my Switch, I started playing Suzerain, which is kind of like a visual novel slash political simul- simulation and it's really good. Some excellent world building. Um, and I can, I can see that this is a game that I will be obsessing over, <laughs> over the next few weeks and months. And, um, and yeah, also I'm reading Heaven's Vault, the book by John Ingold based on the games. And they're really good. I, it's, uh, makes me want to play Heaven's Vault again. But, um, so I'll be talking more about that once I finish those two books. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's it from from my end. So thank you, guys. I know it's been a while, but it's great to see that the adventure game genre is still alive and well. I hope we manage to convince people listening. If you do have any doubt at all about whether the adventure game genre is quiet, it isn't. It really isn't. And all kinds like traditional point-and-click adventure games, as we said, maybe they mightn't have the same production values as the Sierra LucasArts games, which is still pretty good. And games that will be coming out later on this year, as we've mentioned earlier on as well. So, um, yeah, keep supporting Adventure Games. And um, thanks for listening. And hope everyone is well. And we'll chat next month then. Yeah, and keep on questing.